Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Colton Classic Podcast. These are the in-between-the-main episodes uh, episodes we bring you every Friday that either give you something special, like a, a selection from our vault, or uh, another one-off film review, or anything like that. And today I'm really excited because, uh, well, let's be honest, I'm always excited, but uh, it's well-deserved today because I am reviewing some indie pen and paper role-playing games. Yeah, some indie pen and paper RPGs. So, of course, the most famous of these is Dungeons & Dragons, uh, and for good reason. And, uh, but I think a lot of people, especially, uh, have rediscovered things like board gaming, uh, pen and paper role-playing games, um, because of a lot of reasons. One, quarantine and, and lockdown, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic brought a lot of people back to the board game table, but also there's been a lot of creative work done in sort of making new, sometimes complicated, sometimes not games, uh, such as, you know, Gloomhaven or, uh, of course, Warhammer uh, and Warhammer 40,000 uh, tabletop games, um, both the miniature games and the prepackaged ones, all that stuff. Uh, it's been a lot of, there's been a lot of uh, advancement in the last maybe 10 years of those. And they've, they've sort of had a, a new renaissance. And I think it's really important to look at what, what I find the coolest in the cult world, uh, which is these small... Um, sometimes self-published, sometimes small publishers, games. And, uh, you know, the the pen and paper RPG with this renaissance, people think of Dungeons & Dragons, Shadowrun, uh, things like that. I also think that they should start diving into, and by they, I mean all of us, diving into the world of these small-time independent creators' works. And so I want to talk about a couple really amazing ones now. So first, I will just say that the two games in particular that I'm reviewing today are from um, Get Haunted Industries and Beyond Weird Incorporated. Get Haunted Industries, you can follow them on Instagram and check out all their cool stuff at get underscore haunted underscore industries. Uh, they're really really cool stuff and and we'll talk about several products and and really get into a review on uh one which is my new favorite gaming gaming system setup promise and then uh we're also going to talk about a really great it's almost i would hesitate to say a pen and paper rpg it's almost a it's like a board game um and it's really fantastic and it's it's we'll talk about it more it is from at beyond weird incorporated that's no underscore is just at beyond weird incorporated now 
Uh, Beyond Weird does some really neat stuff. It's a group of creators from, I believe, Missouri, and they make videos and, you know, uh, short films and films stuff, uh, all sorts of neat things, including this game that we'll talk about. But let's dive right in. So first, Get Haunted Industries sent me uh, their three, uh, at this time of recording, most recent games, and we reviewed one uh, in particular, uh, and it is called Weird Heroes of Public Access. Now, if you're watching the video, uh, once it's been loaded on YouTube, then you can see the little rule book here. It's very cool. It says 13WHPA Fairhaven, and it looks like a public access television channel uh, guidebook or something. Now, I have a personal connection with public access television, as do I think a lot of people who love cult films, not just because awesome things like Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Elvira and Sven Gulli, all these great strange television shows that, that became popular started on public access because it was a way for people to really get niche interests, um, to, to get shows about those niche interests rather. And the idea of the game Weird Heroes of Public Access from Get Honda Industries is just brilliant. Every player uh, plays a different host of a show that they create. So for example, uh, we tested this game. I was the uh, game master, which we call the station manager in uh, this particular game. And of course I run the game. I play all the other non-player characters. I sort of guide the game to where it needs to go at certain points. And it's just a lot of fun. But everyone else plays these hosts. And we tested it with Tad Mastrioni and Jeff Tucker, both our original contributors here at Culture Classic Podcast. And I will say this, we recorded the entire, I think, two-hour game session, uh, which was enough for a full campaign that I made. And it was so flippin' fun. Uh, if you guys want to hear it, um, then drop us a line, either at email, cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com or via our Instagram or Facebook at Cult and Classic Podcast. Um, it is one of those things where I think with any new system, especially for us, we haven't played a pen and paper RPG game in a long time. It's been many years. It took a minute to get into it. And when we did, it was like a, a switch was flipped and you become your character and it's just a blast. Um, but we, if you want, we'll put that up online. Sorry if I'm a little scatterbrained. There is construction going on outside. And so hopefully you can't hear it. Uh, we're trying very hard to make sure that's the case, but it is messing with my groove. All right, so <clears throat> what is the game like? Well, as I said, you play as a host or the station manager. Uh, the station manager, like any uh, traditional role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons, you are, you are the one that runs the game. So you ultimately have control over a lot of things, but you want to make it fun for the people who are playing and yourself. And the people who are playing, in this case, Tad and Jeff, they chose characters. One, uh, Tad's character was basically ran his own show that was like cops but basically he's not a cop so it's just him telling people off uh who do things he doesn't like that's great made for a real popular uh popular figure in the town of fairhaven and then uh, jeff this is perhaps my favorite idea for a television show ever uh it's it was called um just our only lunges and it was a workout show 
but it was only lunges. You could only do lunges. That was his entire concept. So uh, as a result, his character had very strong legs and, and nothing else. So, sounds insane. It is insane. It can be as insane or as grounded in reality as you want. The idea is that the station manager has put together a group of these hosts from his show, his or her or they's shows to solve some town problem. Now, the town of Fairhaven, where this game takes place, has all sorts of nice, quaint, you know, middle America things like a main street and bowling alley and such. But it also has some hidden weirdnesses like tales of funky looking creatures or aliens or uh, a, a, an unknown archeological site with some ancient runes, all, uh, all sorts of things to check out. Now, there's a lot of great color content in this booklet. There are ads for local uh, organizations, there are notes on how the police operate and how people operate. There are some sample uh, memos concerning the weird going ons about town. And it works on a very interesting system because a lot of games, as we discussed under the dragons, they're very combat central. And this game, there is combat and it's simplified and um, very easy to build your own systems into if you want, but it also, you don't have to do anything extra. It's, it's pretty, pretty simple and anybody could do it. The thing is, is that because this is like a middle America town, uh, rural, it doesn't have necessarily a lot of combat. A lot of our game revolved around interacting with people in town to solve the mystery that was at hand. And in our mystery, there were uh, people going missing who'd recently rented videos from a local video store. And uh, they may or may not have been turning into strange creatures based on whatever they watched because of a space machine that came down. Long story that worked itself out in two hours. It's just a great game. It's $10, guys. $10. All you need to play this game is a six-sided die for each person. Or better yet, we played over Zoom uh, since we're in different states. And all we had to do was there are plenty of online die uh, programs. You don't have to download anything. You just go in, you say how many you want to roll, you click it, and it randomizes the number between one and six. Super easy, super fun. It, it just, it takes a little getting uh, your, your story together uh, if you're going to be the, the station manager, just like any other uh, role-playing game. So what is really cool about it? I'll just tick them off. Crazy characters, lots of opportunity to break the traditional fantasy or science fiction mold that role-playing games typically fall into. As much as I love those, it's great to be able to do other things and work those in anytime you want. Same with horror. Um, you also have a lot of really great, unique uh, ideas that are just hinted at in the instruction manual to get your own creative juices flowing to make a great game. Um, the other thing, there's a lot of unique systems. We didn't even use uh, a special powers system in, uh, that's in the game to solve our, uh, our, the story that the station manager was running. Didn't matter. So much fun. Super great. Um, the characters have a lot of opportunity to interact with each other depending on how you run the game. And because they have niche interests and they live in the same town, it just got, it got fun. Um, and I think that there is 
so much room for expansion. Another really cool thing, Get Haunted Industries also likes to send out little extra things uh, as they develop them later on for the game. For example, they sent me uh, a, a well after we got the review copy of the game for $10, they sent a free update, which was a newsletter from the library about an estate sale. And it also had a little card with the um, character sheet printed on the back so you can make your own little press badge, essentially, it's kind of what it looks like. Very cool extra features that um, really show Get Haunted Industries cares about what they make. And it just shows throughout the whole product. Absolutely love it. Now, while we didn't play the other games for Get Haunted Industries, I do want to mention them quick because they're really neat. First, we'll talk about what is a personal favorite, which is Darkest Dice. Okay, this is a dice uh, role playing game that's got great illustrations and it's got uh, a lot of really cool um, dice driven mechanics to do combat in sort of a medieval um, fantasy world. Um, what I particularly love about this is that for $10, you get four of the booklets from Darkest Dice. You can give them to friends and play. What is amazingly awesome about getting four of them is that they are printed and illustrated and done to mimic those horrifying, often racist, sexist, uh, insane religious pamphlets that you get on your car or that people leave in bathrooms or at bookstores. So it's just a really great idea. Uh, like I said, the illustrations are great. The combat is seems super fun. I can't wait to run a game with it. And you get uh, copies for all your friends pretty much when you want to uh, pick this up. So again, check out at get underscore haunted underscore industries to check that out. Lastly, but not least, this is um, something Get Honda Industries did that runs sort of in conjunction and, and modifies the, uh, the play system of uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics or DCC. Now, that's by Goodman Games. You can check it out. It's pretty well known in this sort of open source, uh, heavily modifiable uh, role-playing game community. Uh, it's, it's, you go to goodman-games.com, you can check out DCC. But this is Ninja City, okay? First off, I just wanna see if you're looking at this copy with me, which you're probably not, uh, we're mostly uh, audio, but it's got great illustrations. It reminds me very much of the Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, uh, Ninja Turtles, the original run in the 80s. And Ninja City is, it is an 80s action movie homage system, combat heavy system where people, your, your players play ninjas, and it is sort of promoted as every action star you've ever seen dukes it out in Ninja City. You're everyone from your um, Bruce Lee's to your uh, Sylvester Stallone's to your Michael Dudikoff's, okay? They are, my, my personal favorite, Daniel Bernhardt, okay? They are kicking ass and taking no prisoners in Ninja City. Uh, lots of fun, really great uh, gritty aesthetic, um, nice, beautiful books. I gotta say too, Get Haunted Industries, you nail it on your design layout. These feel, so they're all $10. They feel like I would pay $25 for them. They're not big, but they don't need to be. They're so beautiful and the, the printing is top notch. You know, it's absolutely stunning. Okay, so I've spoken the praises of the game systems from Get Haunted Industries, particularly my new favorite, uh, role-playing system, Weird Heroes of Public Access. I'm not kidding. I absolutely love it. It's replaced Shadowrun as my favorite game universe. I've got my own 
catalog of locations and characters already because I've just become obsessed. Uh, check it out. $10, guys. And nobody else needs to have it. It's, it's like the Dungeons & Dragons core rulebook, right? If, if you have one, you can design the game and your friends can, can play the game with you. Um, so not everyone has to buy one. This game from Beyond Weird Inc., that's at Beyond Weird Inc. on Instagram, really cool, very different. I've played it many times. My favorite aspect, I can play it many times by myself, okay? This can be played solo. Uh, or, or with someone. It is called Attack of the Flesh Eaters. It is a large sort of magazine size color uh, print uh, or magazine. And this is really, really neat. Um, I don't know how long Beyond Weird Ink plans on producing this or if they've already stopped, to be honest. Um, it, it's really neat. And if you can get it, check it out. You will not be disappointed, guys. It comes with a booklet. It comes with other stuff like um, printout of specialized dice. So, you know, you can cut them out, fold them, tape them or glue them. And you've got dice with special symbols for the game. Uh, you could also, if you don't want to cut those up, you can certainly use, um, you know, six-sided die or whatnot and just mark what each number represents in the game. But the game is a maze adventure game. They call it a zombie maze adventure game. Um, it is so, so creative. Because whereas a lot of times I feel like people want to get into pen and paper RPGs because they like either video games or they like um, fantasy or science fiction uh, or horror movies or books, things like that. But the problem is, is that they find the idea of using the pen and paper and, and the systems that are very complicated. They find it very daunting. This game has made it, as I said, it's closer to a board game in some ways than a traditional pen and paper role-playing game because the systems are designed like a video game and a board game had a baby okay you've got hit points uh, or rather life points um, and, and hit points you have weapons bosses and the way the game plays out is that you have a bunch of these gorgeously illustrated super kitschy um, sort of vintagey like uh, 80s to actually 90s uh, computer game aesthetics these mazes that are isometrically presented and you have uh, to get to certain places, you have goals basically. So you've got the setting, which is the map, and then you have the goals. You have to do certain tasks to uh, complete the mission. And you can play them over and over again. And I'm telling you now, the fun does not end after you beat one because it's different every time. It sort of reminded me in some ways uh, of the Games Workshop who do Warhammer and things like that, their card game, uh, which has been done in digital as well, Chainsaw Warrior. Uh, and, and I think they did a, a sequels as well. And the, and the reason I say that is your goals is, can be the same, but because you're card driven, uh, and in this case, dice driven, uh, it is randomized in a way that every game does really play differently. Sometimes you can make the best decisions and it just still won't put you over the edge to win. And other times you'll make the most insane decisions and you'll still win because there's just enough randomization to make it fun as opposed to frustrating. Um, it's so neat that I have a feeling people who have this and have tried it out have probably started making their own mazes uh, because it's, it's just really creative and it's inspiring and super awesome. Like I said, the, the pieces that come with it um, are, are well-designed and just like, just like what I was talking about with Get Hunt Industries, these were made with love. Seriously, these were made with love. Um, and they're made for people who 
are interested in them. It's if it sounds good, it's made for you. And you can feel that connection with the creators in, in all these sort of independent games, just even more so perhaps than you can when you watch an independent film uh, like Creature or something where those of us who, who were ready for it and were excited for it, loved it and got something that other people um, probably wouldn't get because it's not their thing. So if you think this could be your thing, I really recommend checking these out. Again, they're affordable, they're fantastic, and I want to support them, and I want all of us to support them because they are so much fun. And as I sort of suggested by talking about how, how individualized these games feel, you're actually entering into a community. We talk about this a lot, I feel like, on this podcast, in the cult community, in the film community, and so on, uh, and the zine community. It's about making just that, a community. You have... Uh, the interests that align enough with somebody else, say the game makers, just like they have us, the players. And when you support them, you aren't just encouraging new things that you'll like to buy or play or watch or whatever down the road. You're actually getting closer to that, that, that group of people that you are most comfortable with, that you enjoy uh, interacting with. And I can tell you from running a podcast, that is the heart of this business. It has often been said it's the heart of the entertainment business. Sure, it's the heart of any business where there's passion. If you want to, you know, uh, run a rug cleaning, you know, business and you're not passionate about it, well, that doesn't mean you're not good at what you do. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to have the fulfillment that you get out of whatever your hobby is. And supporting these is supporting hobbies, which are where people's passion lies. And if your passion lies in a similar area, supporting others uh, with like-minded workings will, will really, it will enrich your life and it'll enrich their life. And that's what we want to do here at Colton Classic Podcast. As much as we're talking about heads exploding or weird 80s movies, whatever the case is, um, we're really building a community together. I've rambled on enough. This has gone way off the rails, but I do want to thank you guys as always for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. Um, thank you for the continued growth of this uh, endeavor. Really, I really want to urge people to both write a review wherever you get your podcast. It helps others find us. It helps the algorithms to work in our favor, but also tell friends by word of mouth, um, send them, send them a link, uh, you know, and if you have a film or a book or a, a CD, uh, you know, an album, whatever you have that you've created, if you want us to talk about it or review it, or just give you feedback, um, send it to us. Uh, you can get our mailing address, uh, by reaching out to us, uh, either on Instagram or Facebook or by email at Colton classic podcast at gmail.com. Of course, our handle on Facebook and Instagram is at Colton classic podcast. And on Twitter, you can follow me at Nate Wyckoff. I can't remember if it's Nate Wyckoff or Nate Wyckoff comedy. That's uh, something I need to check up. But you can go to the website, cultandclassicpodcast.com and get to it very easily. So thank you guys so much. As always, uh, support independent creators of all kinds. Uh, if, if, they're, if you like what they're doing, tell them uh, and support them and we'll support you. And also to play us out, as always, is The Chud with All About Evil. And we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new uh, episode on films, mainstream, and cult. Hey 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.